Kia ora, this is Anya. Welcome back to the Girl Out Group Chat. This week's episode starts with a trigger warning. This is part two of our domestic violence episode, so if you do not have capacity to listen to this, know that we understand and we are sending you aroha, gra or love. We've listed some phone numbers and useful websites in the description below. If you want to reach out and use them, know that we think that you're the fucking bravest person in the world and remember that our DMs are always open. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Remember to look after yourselves and turn to your girl group chats for support if you need it. See you in the next one. What do, like did did you get any what you what you feel now is inappropriate or bad reactions? Yeah, I guess um when I got home, so obviously me and this person had lived together for for years overseas and we had been together for such a long time. It was one of those couples that everybody was like, no, they're gonna like last forever. And so I got home, I'm by myself. All of his friends were like, where is he? What's going on? It's like, oh, we're not together anymore. And anything, any of his friends. I never spoke publicly about this until many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did see one of his friends and I guess before I kind of get into the bad examples this is a really good example of how somebody dealt with it really well or reacted really well I did see one of his friends and they were like oh what's going on are you guys okay and I was like oh we're not together anymore and he instinctively knew Mm -hmm. and he was like I don't want to know why you guys broke up because I feel like you're not okay and I was like oh Jesus and he's like oh my god something something happened I'm on you don't need to tell me I don't need to know what it is I'm just so sorry wow well like I feel like this is also very it's this a very difficult conversation but that's like it's really therapeutic you're good babe yeah good I knew Um, there would be kind of ups and downs this right and I suppose as well that the the difference so hey I, I won't obviously name this friend um, but a friend of mine also was in an abusive relationship and had acts of violence perpetrated on her and it was through you specifically Anya Conlon talking about your past experience that she read your blog and she was like oh my god I'm not the only person and she then ended up going to therapy and she spoke about it and is now like in recovery so like this the service of you talking about this you don't have to talk about this and it's not your fucking job but the service that you are doing to other women by publicly discussing this extremely difficult issue is unmeasurable so brave because it's so so fucking difficult to talk about so I suppose on behalf of women I say thank you because like you know it's not something I would I would be comfortable discussing or it's not Mm. something I am comfortable discussing but like you talking about these things has definitely made me feel better about certain things that have happened in my life Mm. yeah got a little bit upset there (laughs) it's okay 
Yeah. This will this will make you angry instead of upset. Um, okay. Sounds so, good. <laughs> so um, in regards to people's shit reactions and the divide mm. sometimes that this creates in friend groups. So you had come home subsequently after this had been an open kind of thing that people knew about in our area um because you know you guys are from the same area and have the same friends um Mm -hmm. and you had come home and uh this person now lived in ireland Mm -hmm. um and i had i had contacted one of his friends who also was your friend Mm -hmm. and i said to him can you please let me know if this person is going to be in this place at this time because I did not want you to have to face him. Mm. And his reply basically was, I'm not getting involved. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. I'm not taking sides. Was it like widely known at that stage? I don't think it, it was, was. I don't think I blogged until after that, but he knew. It wasn't blogged, but, but, but he knew about it and it was known within friend circles. Right, um, okay and yeah and he and he he knew and i know for a fact he 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 really knew in his heart mm. the shit that went down and because he wanted a drinking buddy mm. he basically was like nah not getting involved and it's like if you if you see violence if you know that these things are going on mm. you are now responsible if I am sitting here and I look out the window and I see some crazy shit going on, if I don't report that, if I don't do something about that and I'm a bystander mm. and I let that go on, then I am responsible. So I guess something that is important for me to say, which I've never said before, is so this person denies what has happened mm. and to the ground. I, I don't have any contact with this person there was an incident where somebody who loves me spoke to this person and expressed their anger and (laughs) whether that was the right thing to do we won't get into it but they were very angry they spoke to this person Uh, i hadn't yet blocked this person yet and we weren't in like any kind of heavy contact but he wasn't blocked yet basically and so i got a message from this person saying what you're saying about me is a lie nothing ever happened like that people are saying that I uh, touched you in a way that I never touched you is how he put it because he couldn't even write the word hit you know and so I I 100% believe that there are people who are close to this person and I can understand it I can understand it okay it's it doesn't make it right but I can understand there are people that are close to this person who will believe that I am lying. Mm. I know that those people will not understand, and this is so triggering for other people who have experienced this. Those people will not understand that there is absolutely no fucking reason for me to lie, first of mm. all, and that these conversations are incredibly painful, very anxiety inducing like Mm. this is why would I want to paint myself with this label or this brush that I gain absolutely nothing from and nothing is is just so painful so if if you're listening to this or if you've read the blog you know you've you've seen something on social media 
and you just think that I'm doing this for some form of attention or whatever, I, I did not speak about this to anyone for six and a half years when it was happening. I did not speak to on a public kind of stage for, oh God, what, five, six years after the, after the fact. Actually, yeah, maybe six or seven years after the fact. And I feel like the reason that it is important to speak my truth, it is, it is absolutely the truth, but speak my truth is because of the texts that I've gotten from people like your friend and the people who I've helped face to face, the people who I've had conversations with face to face, who I've done a lot of this kind of in the shadows for a long time, right? Having private conversations with people who have said, oh my God, that is also happening to me and who I've helped get out of those situations or people who aren't ready to get out of those situations, you know, have helped them with a lifeline while they're living in that hell. Mm. Um, for me, speaking this truth is the right thing to do for all of those people. Uh, and not just mm-hmm. women, I've had messages from, from men who have experienced things like this. And if if only one person realizes that something isn't okay based on shit that I say, absolutely, mm-hmm. I'd do it a hundred fucking times over. It doesn't matter how painful it is. Mm-hmm. There's just no reason for people to lie about this shit. Yeah. The fact guess... that you even have to say those words is disturbing. And this is why women don't come forward and... and yeah survivors don't come forward because of this shit i sleep well at night because i know so that person can deny all they want to themselves Mm. because it's not Mm -hmm. even about other people it's about themselves because they couldn't live with it Mm. there is a moment before you go to sleep at night Mm. when the lights go out Mm -hmm. and everything is quiet and you will never be able to run yeah from that truth you're so right that will get you one day Mm. and you cannot change the past so you can say no all you want mm. you can say you know no shit went down la 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 but it's that it's that feeling in your tummy that doesn't feel quite right Mm. that's never gonna go so a person from this person's friend group when the blog came out added me on instagram and i have a public instagram page so they followed me when i saw who it was i I actually didn't realize who it was at first but when i saw that somebody who had all these mutual friends um started to follow me i absolutely panicked and i thought okay here it comes this is where all of the cards come down the house cards comes Mm. crashing down right this is the person who maybe this is this person's partner now i don't know Mm -hmm. but i can tell by the people who we mutually followed that they're in that group Mm. and because their page was private i couldn't see properly who they were you know their bloody picture on instagram is so small and i was so terrified and i actually like sleepless nights nearly vomiting from the anxiety after I went public on the blog about what happened just like terrified that somebody was going to try to tell me that I was alive at you yeah 
somebody was going to go out in some kind of public way and try and prove that this wasn't a thing so this person added me and then I didn't realize but they had messaged me straight away as soon as they followed me on Instagram and because I didn't follow them back it went into my requests and a couple of days later I opened it and I kind of was in the shower at the time I ran into the bathroom and was so uncontrollably sobbing because this person had typed out this big long message about how they believed me and how they were so sorry I know (laughs) And the thing is, like, I don't need this person to admit anything. I don't need to, him to believe it in himself. And I don't need his friends. I don't need other people to to believe me. I need the, the, the girls and the guys and the non-binary folk who are, who can't sleep because they know that there's something wrong in their relationship. I need them to know that they're not alone. But in saying that, as somebody who was so afraid of not being believed and being discredited, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden felt so seen and so mm-hmm. validated by somebody who it was important that this really, really changed shit for me. So she messaged me and she basically told me about how she believed me and that she was so sorry. And oh my God, the difference that that made to me for somebody to have this incredible reaction Mm-hmm. about something that I was so afraid of and I texted her straight away and I was like oh the reason that's taken me two days to reply is because this went into my request but also I have been absolutely bricking myself that you have been somebody who wasn't going to react well to this I think mm-hmm. everybody in that group now knows what was going on oh I know and... who you're talking about now okay yeah yeah an angel a fucking angel so i I have yeah i I have so many people around me who have been so amazing the only kind of bad reactions that i've had are people who i guess just uh Mm. who i no longer had a group of friends because they felt as though they they had to pick a side or they Mm. could no longer speak to me and in a situation where you've left your partner you're already isolated I literally was completely alone I have no family in New Zealand there was nobody around me I had a handful of close friends who I didn't really want to talk about what had happened as soon as I was out and so having people ignore me was very difficult but I get it I uh, yeah I totally get it yeah I have some experience with that and I think um the silence is probably the worst reaction yeah definitely because you're speaking to yourself so badly you know Mm. you're telling yourself did you make this up Mm. is this in your head are you overreacting and so the silence allows the little voice that's in you saying all these horrible things to grow So, something uh, I wanted to ask you about because I think it's important for people to have hope because I know when there is this abuse, it's so all-consuming and the whole point of the abuse is that people feel like they can't fucking leave. How did you manage to eventually get out? 
so I think something that is and that I like think about now it feels like such a long time ago right something that's important because loads of people are like why did you stay I've, I've been asked that actually the answer to your question mm. earlier on about who's reacted badly was somebody asked me mm. why did I stay I was Bro, incredibly... I never let my fella punch me <laughs> seriously if my fella decked me I'd be walking out the door I'd be like no you wouldn't hon you have a mortgage Literally. right it's not that yeah. simple I have had yeah so many people say things like that so I was so in love or at least I mm. thought that's what it was okay basically what had happened over the course of six and a half years as well the only maybe the last two years were violent uh, mm. when there was really heavy drug use and kind of the control and the financial had come to a head then it mm. became violent so mm. I through those six and a half years every piece of my confidence possible had been taken away in teeny tiny little shards and yeah. that happens over such a a long time well it did for me it was mm. over such a long time and it was so subtle especially yeah. in the beginning mm -hmm. that I didn't even know what was happening and so by the end I was like a shadow of myself I basically thought that yeah that was going to be my whole life and didn't understand that there was a different way of living or that I was worth anything else I, I like didn't even consider the fact that I shouldn't be being punched in the face like in my fucking home by somebody who's meant to look after me and love me mm. so because my confidence was so low that's that's why I don't speak to anybody that's why I don't leave there are many many reasons I through kind of friendships got involved with a family that wrapped the most incredible love around me i am so so grateful to these people all my days they have they don't know what they did for me but holy shit they basically showed me my worth completely mm. unintentionally just people who took me in and who the whole family just were incredible for me so i started kind of seeing through their example and through getting to know myself again and i started to see little glimmer glimmers of my personality my how funny I was being again how much fun I was having started seeing glimmers of myself again so I started to see these kind of glimmers of myself again and just all of a sudden stuff was kind of clicking about oh I don't have to be unhappy I don't have to be mm. anxious and sad and depressed and hurt mm. uh, and something that I, I often speak to people in these situations about is that actually for me the violence was like the the least of my issues in this relationship I how unloved I felt because of mm. the other types of abuse that were happening those were the things that really ate away at me so I started to kind of yeah see these glimmers of myself get really uh, in touch with people who were living in their best lives and were examples of what support could look like and mm. one day I went home and I had been away kind of for a few days because I needed to just get out of the house because of 
the person that I am wasn't able to be in that apartment. And because mm. that person had started to come back, I started to pull away and be less and less, less and less available for just the bullshit, right? Mm. So I came home one day and I did a bit of an ultimatum. And I said, basically, if you don't um, spend some time with me today, I'm leaving. So mm. because I was so low on this person's priority list after drugs and alcohol and his friends and stuff like that, uh, no time was ever spent with me. Uh, mm. So that was, I came home and drew a line in the sand and said, uh, you know, get up and spend some time with me or I'm leaving. And he absolutely didn't believe that I would and kind of repeated it uh, a few times like, come on, I, I'm, I'm being really serious here. And he continued to refuse. So mm. I said, OK, that's it. I got to go. Bye. See you later. Um, yeah. And now and then I was like, well, you now have to leave because you no longer live here. He was like, what? <laughs> um, Wait, you were serious? Yeah. So he started to cry and he vomited oh, and he the like tears every, is what gets yeah. me. Oh, yeah. save it for your mother. I don't care. Every tactic available to be like, oh, you're making a bad decision because look how lovely and sweet I am. Like, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. It was total gaslighting. Like it was absolute bullshit. So yeah, I started to ask him to leave and to pack his stuff into bags and from that day on, I lived by myself. So I rallied my friends around me. I lived by myself from that day. And the, the trip to Ireland was coming up quick. It was maybe like, it might have only actually been a month away. The whole time is a blur, really. So I had to get my apartment packed up, move out, like get my stuff over to a friend's house while I was away. Mm. And I started to kind of live in a way that was like true and authentic for me my favorite memory after leaving was going to the supermarket for the first time and there was such immense happiness as soon as i left there was also a lot of fear a lot of anxiety worry about what the fuck am i gonna do how do i live by myself my life has mm. has fallen apart but the overwhelming feeling was independence and happiness. So I went to the supermarket by myself for the first time and carried my groceries home. And I had bought all of the shit that I like, all of my favorite stuff. I had cleaned my apartment to like, it was absolutely spotless. And I was just going to go home and watch Netflix and live my best life. And I remember how overwhelming <laughs> that feeling was and mm. crying my eyes out on my way home with shopping bags over two arms I walk from my house as well so I had to walk around with all these bags just crying in the middle of central Auckland <laughs> because I just could see myself again it's like this is what life can be life can be having dessert for dinner because you now have control over what you do what you eat where you go how you show up in the world mad stuff you're deadly, chap. You're fucking deadly as well, mate. You are deadly. Well, thanks for sharing that, because I know that was not easy. 
Also, fuck that guy. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I saw him, um, you know, when he, so like as a, as a, a family member and because I love you most in the world of more mm-hmm. than anyone else, mm-hmm. including um, my husband, which I will like happily say to his face. So obviously when, when you're, when you hear that, your like instant reaction is I mm. want to kill that person or like I'm really mm. upset about it, la la la. Um, so like I pictured what I would say to him. Mm. or what I would like to do and then I saw him mm. I was walking into my job and he was walking out and I just locked eyes with him mm. and he looked at me and the genuine fear mm. that that man had in his eyes when he saw me mm. was more than enough and I yeah. just started laughing I was like that's you know what you're a gender that's how it is and <laughs> I think something that I forgot to mention earlier on is the actions that people that victims or survivors might feel like they can't control is often this family stuff right I had specifically asked for certain people to never be told and for Mm. you know all of us to go with our grave go to our grave without telling certain people what happened Mm. and people disobeyed those wishes right Mm. So certain people were told and then I knew that I couldn't control what was going to happen with those people. And that just kind of is like the cycle of having no control, which is such like Mm -hmm. a coercive control, fucking abusive thing. That's just how that continues. So Mm -hmm. PSA for anyone who knows somebody who's been in a situation like this. If there's somebody who by the wishes, this is their story to tell yeah do not fucking tell other people i guess Mm. so because the first interaction right that i had with said person after i had left was kind of similar with me right the i guess the abuse carried on for so long after i left the relationship because i it started to be visa abuse or immigrant Mm -hmm. abuse right where i was dependent on this person for a visa and they Mm. started to be uncooperative with the the process i wanted to Mm. come home to ireland because our grandmother had passed away and i couldn't because Mm. this person wouldn't allow for the visa process to to continue just started becoming kind of unresponsive to my messages about visa stuff such a such a massive fucking problem for people who come to new zealand uh, or who go to any country and who are dependent on on people for a visa Mm. so it wasn't until i i saw this person a few times and he would like hug me or uh he would start to cry when he would see me and be like you know maybe it'll work out someday babe and I was like fuck fuck you oh, wow. um so it wasn't until I was able to then get my own visa that uh then when I saw this person and I was on my own visa I was no longer dependent on this person for anything that when he saw me and he's like can I have a hug I was like yeah fuck mate Absolutely. yeah See that bin over there? me and you lose my fingers. 100%. Get in that bin. Get so the fuck in that bin. I've seen him. So the time that I was in Ireland, obviously, that you were speaking about since he's moved home, I've seen him mm. then. He fucking bricked himself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, w- I was with Kane. I was with my fiancé. And mm. he saw me and just, like, absolutely went white. Mm. Ran down the road, basically. Okay, so um, in conclusion, 
you're a badass bitch who had a real shit time and now is having a better time. Yeah. And yeah. also, if you are in a situation where you are not being treated correctly, mm. then I'm not saying leave because I know that that is not the simple answer. Mm-hmm. But talk to somebody. Mm. Talk to someone. Seek help. You are better than the things that have happened to you. Mm. You don't deserve these things and you're stronger than you think 100% I've spoken to so many people who we've had this conversation about your life can be unimaginably good Mm. and that is so true right I have seen people who have gotten out and at the time have always felt like no my life will turn to shit like everything will be fucking too mad if I leave Mm -hmm. and who now live in unimaginable happy lives so you in five months Mm -hmm. are going to walk up the aisle Mm -hmm. to the love of your life one of my favorite people that I've ever met Kane Hodgson you little cunt and you live in your fairy tale gaff that you bought yourself. You're driving a supercar. Not that that makes any difference, but that's just a cherry on top. Um, and you're in a job where you are the absolute queen bee, boss ass bitch, giving people their leaves. That's a private joke. I won't explain it. And you've made this amazing life for yourself. Mm. Because you're a brave girl. You're a brave one. I'm only small. You're a small baby. (laughs) I I wake up half our listenership. I know, literally. (laughs) Baby voice. I wake up every day. I'm so grateful for the shit that Anya did. Whatever it is, eight years ago. Mm. I'm. I wake up every day so excited and so happy and so full of life. And for six and a half years, I did not. Mm-hmm. The difference that that time has made, the difference that that healing has made, absolutely unbelievable. For anybody who has gotten out and still feels like they need they need help, a couple of things that I would say and that I, I wish that I followed is that therapy is... I know that lots of people avoid this topic, right? But therapy, counseling, whatever way you want to do it is incredible for understanding and healing. I avoided it for years until Hmm. it started to haunt me. Therapy is amazing, but also finding your community, similar to lots of the other topics that we've talked about, finding your Hmm. community. If that needs to start out with reaching out to us online please do it the girlo group chat on instagram they're all linked in the show notes (laughs) they're all linked in the show notes reach out if you just want to have a conversation if you just want to say bro i think this isn't okay like have those conversations it's absolutely so Mm -hmm. fucking healing again if you're in new zealand and you are in immediate danger you think someone else is call 111 if you're unsafe and you're, you're in an unsafe situation where you cannot speak, 
press 5-5. Five, five. This is also so important now that we're in uh, COVID times. days. And if you're just wanted to chat online to somebody, go on to Shine's website. Uh, Shine, their website to you know speak to people about domestic violence has a quick exit. So if somebody is in the house or somebody's um, in the room and you need to get out of that website quickly, you can do that. It doesn't show up in your internet history. And you can also call them on 0508-744-633. We'll do similar numbers for websites and um, phone numbers in Ireland. We'll put them in the show notes. But go easy on yourself. Treat yourself with aroha uh, and with love. And the other side of this is immensely healing and good. Fair play to you. You're a bad bitch. Good luck, Bella. Right, lads, um, we hope everyone's okay after that very heavy but important conversation. Um, to lighten the mood a little bit, we are going to put a couple of things in the bin. In the bin! <laughs> Get in the bin. Get in the fucking bin, I swear <laughs> to God. Get in that binder. So um, if this is your first time listening to the Girl O group chat, every week Anya and I put something in the bin. Um, so for example, I am looking at Anya and she's drinking a little vitamin C drink that looks like Plumpy Nut. Um, those of you who grew up in the 90s will know what Plumpy Nut is. And um, that's ridiculous, so I'm putting it in the bin. <laughs> so Anya, what would you like to put in the bin this week? Okay. Absolutely been how has this not happened so far facebook memories oh i don't have any of them yeah you delete your mm. facebook guy yeah great idea yeah. because my facebook memories Back on it now. haunt me mm. they haunt me why first of all i need to know why every single night out i took seven thousand fucking photos and it yeah. wasn't even that i was taking them with me phone i would bring out a camera a camera. A little yeah. digital camera. Because what was it, like 12 years ago? No, more than that. Like 14 oh, years ago. We a little purple, purple digital camera. Oh, my God. I Somebody in every like group had one. And oh I was the God. person in, in my group. There are so many photos. Why are we always sticking our tongue out? Stop it. Put your tongue back in your mouth. Like, mm. oh, my God, the stuff that comes up here. The photos are one thing, but the status is... Oh, oh no. I can't cope. I was oh, always so stupid. Like honest opinion. I like this oh now giving an honest opinion. Hey, I went to school with you for years. I uh, don't really know you, but you have really nice hair and yeah. um, your lovely hat. Chat later. Get the fuck in the bin. I'm gonna check to see. Should I check to see live if we have any? Go on. So, seven years of friendship with my ma's husband. <laughs> I this this time seven years ago I was in Ireland uh so people were saying goodbye to me when I was leaving and coming back here yep uh so yeah there's loads of that and then oh my god status for me okay putting toilet roll into the bathroom when it has run out is the best deed you can do for your fellow human fact that to be fair I that no that's that's true it's a good shout. I did make some good shouts on Facebook, but like, why did I need mm. to put it on Facebook? Yeah. Come on now. That's 10 years ago, okay? 
another thing from 10 years ago. Lads, I must say I'm very disappointed in the fact that I've had my braces off nearly a week and you haven't tried meeting me yet. Okay, for people uh, <laughs> for people outside of Ireland. Really, it's a real dub thing. Meeting me means like French kissing. Passion. Okay, lads, I must say I'm very Passion. disappointed in the fact that I've had my braces off for nearly a week and you haven't tried meeting me yet. And then in brackets, under the influence or otherwise. And then I tagged some people and then said, I am ashamed. People that I went to uni with. <laughs> Leah Brady, why haven't you tried meeting me? What the fuck? There's even comments on it. Loved meeting young ones. I yeah. So there you go. That's what I'm putting in the bin. What are you putting in the bin this week? Other than me drinking vitamin C drink. Oh God, get a life. (laughs) Okay. To to be fair, your uh, digestive system is definitely not well. Anyway, with your whole celiac disease, so you could probably do a few fucking vitamins every now and again. Anyways, keep going. What's going on in the bin? Okay, so in the bin. Um, so posh people reminding me that I don't belong with them, right? Oh. Now, there's a bit of context to this, right? So, obviously, we grew up in the back arse of a council estate in Tala, right? Mm-hmm. And come from very humble beginnings. And we are lovely working class women, right? Mm-hmm. Proud of it. Me as an adult now, I choose to spend some of my income on a very nice gym that happens to be quite expensive, okay? So, I socially have found myself around a lot of middle class people through no fault of my own, can I add, (laughs) right? It is what it is. You don't fucking choose these people. They just end up being part of your life. Anyway, so... So many people have said to me, wait, you're in Riverview? Hold, you're, you're, you're in Riverview. I cannot tell you, Anya, this is not an exaggeration or fucking for the podcast or anything. The amount of people in the last two weeks that have literally said to me, wait, you're in Riverview. I'm like, hold on. You might as well turn around and show me my own fucking payslip and go, nah. You didn't know, oh not God. for you, not for you. Or you might as well turn around and tell me that I'm a scumbag, that I don't fucking, can I afford Riverview or do I belong there? Dickheads. So many, like literally so many people have been like, wait, wait, you're in Riverview. I love this. But you go to like, Riverview. People have just, and I'm like, people have just, that you're actually three gen as well. No, four generations. <laughs> four generations, yeah. From when it was a bog. But like literally so you you're you go to Riverview. So you spend how much a month on do you even play tennis? And I'm like, I swear to fucking God. The next cunt that asks me do I even play tennis is literally head for us into that band man. So you're in Riverview. You, you're you're in Riverview. I'm like Are you sure? So to Last explain time. to people who don't know what Riverview is, I, this is why I said, I don't think you could call it a gym, Claire. You go there to use the gym, but it is a fancy-ass tennis club. It's Well, I, I, I actually wouldn't even say that. I would say like Fitzwilliam or something is a fancy-ass tennis club. This mm-hmm. is basically, so it's like David Lloyd up in Klonski, and it's like a tennis club, kind of. But to be honest, I don't think they're really actually that 
illy or serious about tennis. It's more of like a family place. Or like yeah, the yeah. L wants to be going up there in their little dresses playing a bit of fucking tennis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a gym. It has like... A pool. In a, a pool, an outdoor pool. It has like a restaurant or whatever. But like, I don't have any fucking kids and I don't have any hobbies. So I happily will fucking spend 150 quid a month going up to fucking sit and eat chicken wings after me swim outdoors in the bleeding heated pool, not a bother. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be born into fucking Ratgar to be LA allowed to use this bleeding gym. And the amount of people, sorry, you're in Riverview. I'm like, you might as, it, it's like they, they look at me as if I have a crack bike hanging out of my mouth. Oh my God. So Like the I... next per. wait, you're in Riverview. You're in Riverview. I never knew that. I'm like, because I, I never rang it and told you when I joined fucking Theo. I experience this contrast all the time, right? Not only am I also <sighs> a little rat from Tala, <laughs> I also have a very middle class partner, right? Mm. And if I experience things all the time that I'm like, well, me and you are just raised different, man. Mm. The first time was when he was like, should we get a new TV? Should we get a new telly? And I was like, fuck, is the old telly broken? Is the telly broken? What happened? And he's like, no, the telly isn't broken. We just get a bigger one. And I literally couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, what? What do you mean? You need a new telly if the old telly still works? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And now I experience things in my ultra, ultra privileged position. That I'm like, oh my god, little Tala Anya would be mortified at myself now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, come here, you're fucking preaching to the choir here. I live with a Protestant. Oh Do you know what god. I mean? Honest to God, though. But I think sometimes he looks at me, I'll say something, and he'll look at me, and I know for a fact he did not actually understand a word that I just said. <laughs> and I have to, and it's not the accent, it's the actual words. Like, for example, if I say to him, I was sitting on me tobler on waiting on the Daniel Day and he's like Huh? Well, sorry, I'm you like, spoke to you know, common just now. Can you help? Yeah. Do so you don't I, come with subtitles, darling? I the first time that me and my fiance Ken ever met up, this is the Tobleron thing that cracks me up, right? I said I was late because I was drinking with my friends because I was nervous. But he was also late because he was drinking with his friends because he was nervous. I told someone I was like, "Don't worry, I'm on my way on the ones and twos," <laughs> which means I am running to you now, right on the ones and twos. You're running somewhere. He thought I meant I'm just having a quick piss and a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm just gosh. having a quick piss and a shit before I meet you. And he was like, "Okay, all right, <laughs> thanks." But now, even though he's foreign and your fella is actually Irish, mm. even though Kane is foreign, he now will be like, sitting on me Toblerone. <laughs> have to go get myself a tin of fruit. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So he now <laughs> understands things to a Dublin degree. Mm. See, the fella I may or may not live with, he is literally the poshest person I have ever ever met like he's a caricature of himself do you know what i mean even in his middle class group of fucking doctor mates he is the posh person and i'm like 
the biggest fucking horn. Funny thing is, my mate to be listening to this gone. She fucking thinks she's a horn and she's not a horn. Yeah, we were we were like the odd ones out on our street growing up mm. because we weren't horn enough. Mm. We were too posh for our street See. growing up. Thanks for joining us and go off into your other group chats. Reach out to your girlos, your guy friends, and your non-binary mates. If you want to contact us, get in touch on Instagram at the Girlo Group Chat. Um, send us a little TikTok, tag us in some funny videos that are relevant to our craft um, at the Girlo Group Chat on TikTok. If you want to email us, um, send us a couple of fucking voice notes because I'm loving the voice notes. I'm getting a couple of voice notes lately um, with funny stories. The Girlo Group Chat at gmail.com. <laughs> is making faces at me here. <laughs> little dickhead. Get us your voice notes, tell us your goss, and tell us who or what should go in the bin next week, lads. Bye. Kakite. Your mash, your dad. Your dad's old Avon.